Yes, we welcome along Peter Mullen again today for health and wellbeing. Great topic, very timely, hay fever. Hay fever, Dave. I thought it's coming up to the um, the spring and the, that's that time of year. So, yeah, I thought we'd talk about hay fever today. It's so difficult for many people. You know, you get the eyes, the stingy eyes, the, the runny nose. It's horrible. Yeah, I used to get it a lot until, obviously, I sorted myself out. So I've got some good tips for people today. Well, Peter, let me start by asking you the question, what is hay fever? Well, hay fever, hay fever is an allergic condition and it's in the same family as sinus asthma and eczema so you sort of you know you inherit the tendency so if mum or dad had sinus or hay fever you're more likely to get it Um, inherit the tendency can be triggered off by a range of triggers can be airborne pollen dust pollen pollution westerly winds changes in temperature going outside with your hair wet you know all those old wives sorts of it's seasonal too isn't it Absolutely, particularly when it's pollen-related. Um, but we always sort of think of the, the dietary connection as the underlying reason as to why the immune system's under stress or out of balance and also the effects of stress as well. So can you stop it? <clears throat> Excuse me, that's a, that could I'm be a bit of a you out of the studio. <laughs> cough again. I'm dodging people that cough at this radio station. Todd Sargent comes back tomorrow. If he coughs, I'm moving to another room. Don't go coffee. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I should get you some uh, maybe some echinacea spray. <laughs> there you go. Bit of 20 on you. <laughs> we were actually we were talking about that before. Um, Dave said, if, if anyone's coughing, what should he do? And I suggested spraying them in the face with Glen 20. And he said, will that help? I said, no, but they probably won't cough in your face again. So I'll do it tomorrow. Always happy to have healthy tips, hand, hel- helpful tips. So, yeah, so hay, hay fever. And, yeah, definitely worse for this time of year. Can you get rid of it? Yeah, absolutely. How? Absolutely. Is it dietary? Well, yeah, you have to. We always think that, you know, allergy really comes from the gut. So you really have to start with the gut first. Again, always comes back to the gut for us naturopaths. Because 60 to 80% of the immune system is sitting around the gut, um, conditions we've talked about, I've talked about on the radio before, like leaky gut, you know, due to things like gluten or antibiotic use, all of those things where the gut wall becomes leaky, toxins cross into the system, causes your immune system to sort of become more activated, that's going to sit underneath, underneath your hay fever and keep driving it. So mm-hmm. we always start with the gut first. Radio. Okay. So once we explore that, what can we do that will help us to stop the hay fever? Well, I'm going to I'm going to um, keep the listeners in suspense, and I'm going to go into that in the next next part. Okay. Radio. Now, before we go to that next part, gee, people really suffer with hay fever, don't they? It uh, really impacts on your body. It's something like um, <coughs> excuse me. Stop now it. again, that's not a cold. Stop that's it. just a bit of um, catar, bit of hay fever actually. Uh, so it's estimated that one in seven Australians suffer with hay fever. So that's quite a lot. And yeah. interestingly, again, it's like a lot of the the standard uh, medical approaches to treating things like eczema, asthma, hay fever. What they do, and I'll talk about this more in the next segment, but all these medications, they like antihistamines, bind to receptors that line our mucous membranes to stop histamine, which is produced by our cells in response to allergies, from activating the inflammatory response. So antihistamines will work while you're taking them. Does that make sense? But they won't fix the problem. They're not stopping the underlying... Can it be compounded by anxiety? Because you know you're coming to this season and you're thinking, oh, no. Oh, look, stress is a massive factor. Mm. Like, I'll get, I've got some patients that... I had someone in last week and she's been going really, really well. Like, really, like, um, tidy to diet up. We've been working on healing and repairing the gut. Um immune system's been a lot calmer. She's felt a lot calmer in herself. And she had a period where a few things happened over a few days out of her control. 
and her both her hay fever and her asthma flared up and there was no other trigger that we come across. Mm. So stress can be that underlying thing that sort of sets you off. How and why do these allergies develop, Peter? Well, spring allergies are, again, you know, pollen, pollen is an extremely common allergen. So this time of year, there's more things around that our immune system's going to be coming in contact with. But interestingly, you and I could be standing at the window. How come it impacts some people and it doesn't impact other people? Well, that's a good question. That's a question. So you and I could be standing at the window, both take a deep breath, and both inhale the same pollen particles. Mm. My immune system, because I'm telling the story, is calmer and less reactive and doesn't particularly bother too much. But your immune system, because your digestion's been out of whack for a while, you've been stressed, you've been run down, you've had a family history of allergy, your immune system says, oh my goodness, what are these toxins? And it mounts a big response. And that's when you get all those symptoms, mucus production, mm -hmm. runny eyes, itchy throat. Like that's actually your immune system trying to get rid of something that it's considering as foreign. But my immune system didn't particularly think that it was that big a threat. Is so it bad that, for your body when your immune system does that? Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the problems with um, people that have long-term allergies where their allergies aren't managed over a long-term period, because it's, a, it's a, a level of inflammation in your body over a long period of time, low-grade inflammation is something we want to avoid because if you've got a family history of cardiovascular disease, cancer, um, autoimmune, if you've got allergies that are out of control over a long-term period, there's a theory that those allergies can feed into or trigger off other inflammatory mm. conditions. So we're, from a naturopathic point of view, we're always looking to see where we can reduce excess inflammation in the body and allergies would come into that. So how do you go about doing this when you're trying to heal the body, so to speak? Well, the, 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 one of the, um, as I was saying before, having a gut, gut health assessment is really important, working out what's going on with your digestive point of view. Um, as I was saying before, <clears throat> and again, that's not a cold, 80% uh, of our immune system is, is based in the gut. So good gut health is essential um, to balancing your immune system. Um, I'd recommend getting tested maybe for something like or, or for, for food allergies mm -hmm. and or food intolerances. And again, there's different ways that you can do that. Um, and this helps you to work out really what foods you should be steering clear of. Um, avoiding contact with your triggers while you're trying to rebalance your immune system. And this can be a little bit of detective work because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, pollen is an extremely common allergen, but other agents that can trigger allergic processes as well include things like mold spores. And I think I was talking last week, we were talking about eczema. Yes. We realized with my son, he had um, some, he had allergic rhinitis, Matthew, for quite a long time. And we went away on holidays and came back and found mold in his the back of his wardrobe that, you know, we mm. weren't aware was there. So doing a big big tidy up of the the house and the home for for common allergens as well um dust mite again like kids with eczema and asthma so that's where if someone's got really bad hay fever i'd probably get some allergy testing done for environmental things as well because you really want to try and um, avoid contact with that with those triggers now you've mentioned it already today but if we could explore it a bit further antihistamines what role do they play do they actually help with the cure or North. Well, actually, so allergies are your body's reaction to particles that it considers foreign. That's basically what an allergy is. And again, if you're allergic, I'm not allergic, your immune system's going to recognize something as foreign. My immune system's not going to be particularly cared. So that's the difference. Um, the first time your body encounters an, allerg an allergen, your plasma cells release immunoglobulin E, 
IgE. And what that happens, it attaches to mast cells and the mast cells release histamine. Histamine goes to, so histamine is the chemical that why everyone takes an antihistamine. So in the body, histamine goes to histamine receptors, which are in the mucous membranes, and trigger a response that causes inflammation, mucus, all of the symptoms we associate with hay fever. So back to the analogy of you and I, if we're both at the window, pollen's come into your body, your cells have said, oh my goodness, that's a toxin. Your mast cells have released histamine. Histamine goes to your mucous membranes and causes all your symptoms. Now, antihistamines actually work by binding to those receptors, so it blocks the histamine from doing its job. Mm. So that stops you having an allergic reaction, but all that histamine is still floating around in your bloodstream. All your immune cells are still activated and turned on, so it's not really fixing the underlying... So it's like a temporary fix. It's like putting a Band-Aid over mm. a, a sore. You know, as soon as you stop using the antihistamine, the problem is all your allergies are going to just come back again. So that's why we stress so much. You've got to get to If the... you use antihistamines for a long time, for a long period, a prolonged period, will it lessen the effect of them? Yeah, that's from my experience. That seems to be what happens. And the other thing I've noticed with histamines and um, other sprays like um, cortisone sprays and things like that is people can use these things for a period of time when they stop them they get this rebound effect where the allergies come back oh. 10 times worse. So again, there only should be short-term measures until you work out what the what your underlying causes are. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, what's your final notes for us today? Uh, well, I'm going to go over some of the things, some of the things from a supplemental point of view that people can do to actually really make a big difference. Hello, who's joining us? Oh, my name is Bob from Lake Manmora. Yes, Bob, we'd love to hear from you. What about hay fever? No, well, I don't know whether this is a part of the interest, but I was a chronic sinus sufferer. Yes. And uh, this goes back in 1980, and I moved to adjacent area in the National Park. And within days, closed eyes, sneezing, continuous. I couldn't even work. Right. Um, I went to doctors. In those days, everyone was sent to Macquarie Street, a couple of trips there, and... The finale of it was I was told I'd have to move. Okay. Um, by chance, I used to read a lot of magazines. I was reading an article in a magazine called New Scientist, and it outlined, it was only brief, outlined why Asians didn't suffer from sinus or hay fever because they inherited garlic through the thousands of years through their, their blood system. Okay. Um, and having read that, within months, Blackmore's brought out a garlic program, which was for 12 months, a 400 milligram of garlic, approximately the same time each day. Yep. And that after three months, you get some relief. Well, I did get relief immediately. And then by chance, uh, a relative of mine who was employed at Blackmore's, dropped my name, they got in touch with me, and uh, they uh, monitored me then for the remaining 12 months. Oh, and a... since 1981, uh, thereabouts, I have not even had a cold. Wow. But that, that is a fantastic story. And, and just true one. Now, people I've told think, you know, I'm a Walt Disney, I'm making it up. <laughs> now, look, it's something that I see a lot of is just the, the effects or the benefits of herbs with treating um, hay fever and, and I'll often include garlic in my herb mixes for sinus and hay fever so thanks so much for that great story news. great news thank you for sharing with us and also we've got Michael with us now about hay fever Michael thanks for joining oh thanks mate um, what I was worried about with the hay fever thing 
Um, what? It's not only pollen that causes that, is it? No, that's that's right. It can be caused by quite a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I had a test. Remember the back in the old days when they used to uh, put, you know, they used to scrub your arm up and put, um, you know, draw the blood up. Uh, right. Yeah, like to do a pinprick test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was allergic to cats. Yep, yep. Pine trees. Yep. And house dust. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like you can be allergic to, and that's why getting allergy testing. If you've got really chronic hay fever, getting allergy testing, finding out what you're up against is um can be really beneficial. Right, yeah, so that's a test we should have. Tell, also explain the one that you suggest that people should do to check on the gut. Uh, well, we also do, we also, I would recommend like a live blood test which tells us about the gut health mm-hmm. and also a food intolerance test as well. Now, you have a seminar tonight. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we do. We have um, the last of our um, talks on treating allergies naturally. Yes. And this is great. Look, the, the great, great news for a lot of people, particularly I see a lot of kids with eczema, and we always get awesome results with treating eczema naturally and asthma and hay fever, you know, as well. So people don't have to live with these chronic conditions and think that, you know, antihistamines are the only, antihistamine and cortisone creams are the only help that they have. And this weekend, you've got a busy weekend on. We are. We're the Myself and um, our other three practitioners, we're going to the Food and Wine Festival. So if anyone out there is going, make sure you call in and say hello. And we'll be doing free iridology assessments with people. Okay, very good. And we'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. Absolutely. If it's health and well-being, Peter Mullen with us here at 2 and UFM.